Here's the thing. Whatever you're about to spend on microphones, my advice is to spend not more than $100 first, and this will eventually save you from spending any more money on microphones, like, ever. Here's how. <laughs> I've noticed this interesting pattern recently. Every time I get the question, which microphones should I choose, from someone who's just starting their YouTube channel or podcast or live streaming, I instantly tend to shoot the answer, get whatever works with Road Connect. Now, if you don't know what Road Connect is, it's probably a reason in itself to watch what I'm about to explain, as you are missing out on what's probably the best free podcast recording software out there. And if I'm to point to a microphone, I tend to keep recommending either the NT-USB Mini or the video mic go to. Looking at these two microphones, it seems crazy to even mention them on the same page. There's after all not a single screw that seems to be similar in them. This is actually not true. Look at this. They both cost $99. They both are condenser microphones. They both capture the entire frequency range of the human hearing, which is 20 Hz to 20 kHz. They both can feed a recording with 48 kHz sample rate and a bit depth of 24 bit. So with pretty nice quality audio, none of them have battery to be charged as they are running on the power provided by their connections. None of them have a mute button or an on-off switch. They both have USB-C and 3.5mm ports, and hence they can both work as USB microphones with zero latency monitoring option through said 3.5mm port. And most importantly, they both work with the amazing Road Connect software, which is arguably their most important common asset that sets them apart from the Didi, Sennheiser, Movo, Blue Yeti, Presonus, Mackie, Beacon, you name it, counterparts as well as from any XLR microphone for somebody who is just about to get into this game, which is a bold statement, but I think I can drive the point home once we get to the part with Road Connect. Let's have a look at their differences though, as there are some important ones beyond their looks. And while doing so, I will switch back and forth between them so that you can hear the difference in how they sound. Obviously, they look very different. The Rode Video Mic Go 2 was made to be an on-camera microphone in the first place. Not that it can't do anything else, on the contrary, but if you're looking for a microphone to mount on your camera, look no further, the Video My Go 2 is your choice. First, because the Video My Go 2 weighs a mere 96 grams with all accessories, while the NT-USB Mini is a chunky boy with 585 grams, which is a whopping six times the weight of the Video My Go 2. Trust me, you don't want to mount it on any camera. But the good news is that it wasn't meant to be used this way anyway. The only possible benefit of using the NT-USB Mini as your camera's mic input by routing the 3.5 audio cable from its headphone output into your camera's mic input would be that there you actually have a volume knob for the headphone port, whereas on the Video Mic Go 2 you have nothing to push or turn or switch. You need either the Rode Connect or the Rode Central app to change settings on it. Luckily, there's a mobile version of Rode Central, sadly not for Rode Connect as of today, so it's not a big deal, it's only a little inconvenient. The other downside of connecting an anti-USB mini to your camera would be that you will still need to have it plugged into a USB connection as well, so that it gets power, and that's the only way you can power it, while the Rode Video Mic Go 2 can be powered by either a 5V USB connection but also through a 3.5mm port with plug-in power of 2 to 5 volts. When connected through the 3.5mm port, 
it automatically sets the optimal gain for itself and you can only adjust it in the camera's volume controls. So with these obvious differences, looks, size and power out of the way, let's look at these two as USB microphones, as this is where it gets tricky. I've mentioned that their similarity is that one of their biggest assets is that they both work with the Rode Connect software. This video is not about Rode Connect, by the way, but just briefly, it is a full-featured audio recording software that can not only record multiple USB microphones connected to the same computer in multi-track at the same time, but it can also incorporate two remote guests into the recording through its virtual and system channels if you set the virtual system channel as your communication app's input and output, because it has automatic mix minus on all channels. Fantastically easy and free solution to record a podcast or to create a stream audio from a single computer, and it also has sound pads, really all you need to record or stream audio. Obviously, it only works with certain Rode USB microphones, but luckily, both of our prospects today are Rode USB microphones. If you plug them into your computer and launch Rode Connect, they will instantly be recognized and a whole world of new recording possibilities opens up. You just pull the mic into any of the available channels and you're off to the races. And while Rode Connect seems to have the same layout and functions for every mic input, it's actually not true. Let me show you why not. So with the USB mini microphone, you see that you have the standard options to rename the microphone and to adjust its volume and the usual mute and listen switches. But if you click on the channels, there you see the gain adjustments dial and some interesting other features. And let me just do it for the video mic go to as well. Right away, you can see that the video mic go to is a much more sensitive microphone than the anti-USB mini. As you can see, I have the gain here at 24, while on the USB mini, I have it on 30. But wait a minute, there's a trick because the video mic go to has a pad option which drops the mic gain by 20 decibels. So if you <laughs> if you deduct that from the 24, you would actually land on 4 decibels of gain versus 30 on the NT-USB Mini. So the video mic go to, not surprisingly, is a much more sensitive microphone. What really surprised me, though, is not that. I was kind of expecting that from a theoretically on-camera shotgun microphone, but the processing options that Rode Connect unlocks for both microphones. And while you have processing options for both, these options are not the same as you can see on the screen right now. And on top of that, they are a little bit better for the video mic go to. First, the voice processing capabilities of the anti-USB mini are the noise gate, the compressor, the exciter, and the big button. Now let me just switch on and switch off everything uh, so that you can hear it. I have switched off the noise gate on the anti-USB mini because quite frankly, it doesn't work that well. Let me switch it on. Of course, the noise level is probably dropped a little bit. However, as far as I can see that, uh, it cuts off my words too often. It's too aggressive. It doesn't work very well in general. So I leave it off. The compressor, it's nice. It's an on-off setting. It doesn't do too much harm. But let me switch it off so that you can hear how it sounds like without the compressor. And now I switch it back so that you can hear how it sounds with the compressor. I think the exciter gives a lot of character to the NT-USB Mini. Let's just listen to it if I switch off the exciter. The microphone has a nice and smooth sound, however, it's nothing special, really. As soon as I press the exciter, it brings it to life. It fills it with air, and uh, it's just a much more alive sound. That's the best way I can put it, probably. The big bottom to my voice is not needed, as I see, but uh, for the sake of demonstrating it, let's just leave it on. And there you have it. That's with the exciter, 
as well as the big button switched on. And while you have the same or rather similar processing available for the Video Mic Go 2, there are quite some more. You have the aforementioned pad, which drops the gain by 20 decibels for recording particularly loud sound sources, or if you are very close talking to the microphone, which is meant to be a shotgun microphone, so it's actually meant to be a little bit more far away from you. But if you are close talking it, it's worth dropping the gain by 20 decibels using the pad, because this way you can avoid overloading the mic capsule and therefore clipping. So what I did, I just engaged the pad and I cranked up the gain as, much, as high as I could. Then you have a high pass filter, which you can toggle between off, 25 hertz, and 150 hertz. Now I think that the 25 hertz is a very nice middle ground to take out that low and rumble frequencies from the recording, but it doesn't affect the recording or sound quality too much. There's a high shelf, which elevates the high frequencies in your voice a little bit. It's really only needed when you have a dead cat on the mic and you are outdoors filming, where the dead cat actually tames those high frequencies, so an additional boost in the software offsets them. And then you have the same processing options as you had with the NT-USB Mini. However, the noise gate actually works very well on the video mic go too, so I would be comfortable leaving it on for the entire recording. It just helps your post-processing work. I'm not a big fan of the compressor. I just switch it on for you so that you can hear how it sounds like with the compressor on. I think it brings up the breathing noises as well as the mouth noises, and it's not a really nice compressor setting anyway, so I would rather add another compressor in post that I could fine tune more precisely, and I'll just switch it off for the video my go-to. I also think that the exciter works similarly good as it was for the NT-USB Mini. It brings the whole sound a little bit more alive, and I think you don't need a big button for the video mic go to, because being a shotgun microphone, if you're close talking to it, the proximity effect anyway emphasizes the low frequencies a little bit. But uh, just for the sake of listening to it, here you have it. Now I have the big button switch odd, and um, this is pretty much all Rode Connect can do in terms of voice processing. I like the big button switch off for the video mic go to, so let me just switch it off for the rest of the recording. I think in general, not only has the video mic go to more voice processing effects with the pad, with the high pass filter, with the high shelf, but also those voice processings which are available for the NT-USB Mini work much better on the Rode Video Mic Go 2. And I think it only comes down to the fact that the Video Mic Go 2 is simply a newer microphone, so the voice processing abilities are simply maybe ironed out versus the first version of the NT-USB Mini which came out actually two years before that. And I see the biggest difference in how the noise gate works, which is actually useful on the video my go to, and to me it seems pretty much unusable on the anti-USB mini. The last difference between these two microphones is their polar pattern, which is the area where the microphones pick up sound the best. Normally, I would say that this is an important thing to understand, as if you want to record a podcast with somebody, you will need to know how to place the microphones to first record your voice in the best possible quality, and second, to avoid one person's voice being picked up and recorded by the other person's microphone, in other words, so that their sound bleeds into your microphone, which would be a nightmare to edit out in post-production. So you want to turn the microphones in a way that the most sensitive area of the pickup pattern turns towards you, and the least sensitive area is turned towards whatever you don't want the microphone to pick up.
However, for these two microphones, I did not notice much of a difference. These are sensitive condenser microphones, and hence they will pick up whatever they hear, even if it is coming from their back, and even with the noise gate on. For the best possible recording, you should talk into the front of them, being as close to the microphones as you can, and place everything that you do not want to record to the back of them, but in reality, they will still pick up quite a lot of room noise, as well as the other person talking. So you have to work on it in post. And to illustrate an imaginary multi-person podcast scenario, for the best possible result, you should place the anti-USB minis facing backwards to each other, as its cardioid polar pattern rejects sounds the best if they are directly in the back of it, while it picks up the best whatever is in front of it. Whereas with the Video Mic Go 2, you will need to set up more of an X-shaped placement for maximum rejection of the other people's voices, as it has a super cardioid polar pattern, which does pick up a little bit of noise that is coming from directly behind it, but it rejects what is coming from what the sailors call broad reach, so about three quarters from the back. As you can see, this way the red arrows point directly into the areas of the polar pattern where it is the least sensitive, while the green arrows show what they pick up the best. This way you'll have a good chance of rejecting the other voices the best, especially if the speakers are close to their mics but relatively far from each other. I ran out of arguments, so it's time for a conclusion, but before I do just that, let me know in the comments what you think of these microphones and how did you like the video so far. If you did, hit the like and consider subscribing too. As for my overall opinion, for $99, it's very hard to beat the feature set that the Rode NT-USB Mini and the Video Mic Go 2 provide, thanks to the free Rode Connect app. I know the PodMic is also a $99 microphone, technically. However, since it is an XLR microphone, it does not work with Rode Connect and you will need an audio interface to record with it, and should you want to include remote guests into your podcast or live stream, said interface will cost you more than the mic itself. This is a problem and a cost element that you will not face with these two mics. And to answer the question, which one should you get out of the two, to my ears, the NT-USB Mini has a smoother sound, and having said that, if you plan to use the mic on camera or as an out-of-frame boom mic for videos, the Video Mic Go 2 is your choice, as it is smaller, more sensitive, more directional and more versatile, as it can be used either as a USB mic or on camera and powered by the 3.5mm plug-in power. And that, by the way, means that with a $25 adapter, like the Rode VXLR Plus or its DT and Movo equivalents, that convert 48V phantom power down to 3 to 5V, you can even use it with XLR podcast interfaces like the Focusrite Vocaster or the Zoom Portrack P4 down the road if you decide to slowly upgrade your kit. Despite the different polar patterns, in reality, I did not hear too much of a difference in how they reject sound, but considering that the noise gate, and generally speaking, the voice processing effects, work better with the Video Mic Go 2, if you are someone who does not care about post-processing and just wants to record with live voice processing on the fly, Again, go with the video mic go too. However, if you only want to do podcasts, don't have guests on site, don't care if the mic's in frame or not, and sound is what matters to you the most, to me, the NT-USB Mini is the better sounding mic out of the two, and you have the convenience to use the volume knob for the headphones or switch off direct monitoring completely. You can, of course, do all this 
on the video might go too as well, but you will need to go into the Rode Central software as there are no physical controls on the microphone. Being condenser mics, I still recommend you pay attention to room acoustics though, as these guys are sensitive and tend to pick up more ambient sound than what you would desire, as well as to mic placement when recording multi-person podcasts. If you don't want to do that either, have a look at my other video introducing some really good dynamic podcast mics. They will all do a better job at rejecting background noises, admittedly for more money though. And if you are interested in audio setups and recording, especially in how to record remote guests, you are at the right place, as this channel is all about that. Bye for now.